If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, rocking the sad boy season, not shirt, hat, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. Thank you, sir. It's cold outside. We got a little snow today. Got to keep my ears warm. Hey, I I understand. This weather certainly can make you a sad boy. I mean, there's no denying it. And joining us as always, the voice of God himself, the tan man, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thanks, Patty. Uh... Speaking of snow, I, I had a lot of wins this weekend regarding baseball betting, which I'll talk about briefly. But the biggest L I took wasn't in gambling. It was that I planted some grass seed and then uh, woke up this morning to snow on the ground. So there's a 100% chance that that seed is not going to grow. But um, So I think the sad boy season hat is pretty appropriate for me, too. If I, if I had one, I'd be wearing it right now as well. Two things. One, uh, we did like a community service project Saturday morning and we planted like a bunch of trees on the east side of Indianapolis. And there's about a uh, 5% chance that those trees are going to live past uh, this weekend. So I feel you on that. But uh, two, why are you planting seed at a house you're renting? Yeah, so believe it or not, uh, in the in the in the leasing agreement, um, we are responsible for the yard and uh if, if, if you you guys have both been in my house, I don't know if you've looked at the yard, it's just covered in leaves and no grass, just mud and leaves. And I spent a good probably six hours this weekend being a dad and being a grown up. And I, I cleaned up the leaves and raked the mud and laid some seed down. I felt like an adult. I felt proud and uh, looks Ooh. like uh, that's that's not going to work. So uh, may have to try again. Second serve, if, if you will. To be honest, I didn't even know you had a yard. Uh so you you will now hopefully <laughs> all righty and then uh Diz, before we get started uh i heard you have a uh a little bit of a story that happened uh this weekend yeah absolutely i'm hitting the whiteland dead spot so pardon me if i cut in and out but just wanted to share a win this weekend um my boy rankle came over and as as some of the listeners may know, Rankle has a baseball model that we'll touch on sooner or later on this podcast that I, that Patty and I have been writing. And uh, basically, it's just a model. He inputs the lineups, and uh, this data pulls the, the wins above replacement and kind of tells you if there's an edge betting on each value. And Rankle gave me seven bets on Saturday, and all seven of them hit. And not only... Did they hit? We were watching a lot of the games. We found this website online where you can stream all the games, and there's just a drop-down arrow where you can go switch between games super easily. So we were watching the games we bet on, and just good thing after another, and uh, went 7-0 and on Saturday with the baseball picks. So got a shout-out Rankle there. Just wanted to share that, and I think pretty soon we're going to talk about his model. Um, yes. And uh, ho- hopefully give you guys some winners. Yes. Uh, he, to be honest, he gave us three today that I didn't feel great about. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those three, but God damn it. I'm sticking to the model. As I say, I, I, I put them in, I, I placed the bets, but I'm not ready to share that as the model play of the day because I didn't feel great about any of them. 
Well, I took them, and they're my dumbest dummies, so let's ride. Oh, all righty. Now we're talking. I didn't realize we were getting to that, but uh, I, I like it a lot. All right. I also had a uh, pretty good win this weekend, Patty. Hell yeah. Let, let us hear it. Little UFC. I saw uh, Law Muhammad out there. I've watched his things as a wrestler. You know, I kind of understand his game a little more. He's, you know, he was plus odds to, you know, the underdog. And uh, just watching the way he's fought in the past, I figured I'd one-up that and choose method of victory. Go by points. Got it at plus 240. I was feeling really good about it, so I threw down 10 on it. Wow. You're going to become our uh, UFC expert because I can tell you, me and Diz know absolutely nothing about the UFC. Well, he's just one of the guys, most people hate to watch him. They think he's boring because, you know, he doesn't really do, try to go for submissions. He doesn't want to punch anyone. He just wants to take you down and basically make it so you can't do anything. Pretty boring. A lot of people think it's boring to watch. Someone who wrestled, like, you know, it's fun to watch how he sets up his takedowns. So it's just someone I've watched a lot of and thought, hey, like, I feel like the book's got this one wrong. That's... That's that's half of gambling is finding your spots, finding the value and where uh, you feel like you can get a, a good line on something that doesn't look quite right in the books. So it sounds like everyone's kind of rolling rolling in with a kind of a heater this week, you know. Keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we've had our first game of every series in the NBA playoffs. Let's uh, go ahead and touch on each of those. Uh, first one, Jazz versus Mavericks. The Jazz lead 1-0, game two tonight. Uh, me and Tyler, we kind of watched this game a little bit, at least the start of it, at Ale Emporium. The Mavs were actually leading, and the Mavs were actually keeping it closed without Luka. And they still lost and did not cover game one. I don't know that they can shoot better than they shot in game one. So uh, I'm I'm worried this one this uh, series might be a bit of a runaway without Luca. Luca is officially out for tonight. Oof. Yeah. Fade Mavs. Yeah, I, I I don't know how anyone can say that the Mavs can cover the five after what we saw on uh, Saturday. What what was their number on Saturday? What do they need to lose by to cover? Five and a half, and they uh, lost by six. Yikes! And somehow, some way, that spread is still that exact same for tonight's uh, matchup. And I, I'm, I didn't look at this. I was going to look at this earlier. I'm curious how how well the Mavs shot in Game One because I'm pretty sure it was. Uh... I mean, from what we watched, it seemed like Jalen Brunson hit every shot he took. So. Uh... The Mavs only hit nine threes in that game. Uh, we saw probably four or five in the first quarter. Um, They're attacking the paint for the most part, though, when yeah. we were watching. So, uh, Brunson had 24, Dinwiddie had 22, um, and then, you know, you were kind of all over the place after that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see how uh, the Mavs really stand a chance without Luka, unfortunately. Um, and then we have Raptors 76ers, another game where an injury is going to play a big factor. Sixers lead 1-0. Uh, 
And I think they, the 76ers, I've been saying for a while now, I don't think they were that good. I thought Toronto was maybe going to steal this series from them. But uh, I think they got really lucky because Scotty Barnes, one of the Raptors' best players, got hurt in game one. And is he's officially out for tonight. I'm hoping he comes back for game three. But uh, the game was close. But then when Scotty went out, the game got blown wide open. Sixers ended up taking game one by 20. Um, and I, I do think if Scotty's out for the rest of the series, the Raptors don't stand a chance. Did, did you did you watch any of that game? Uh, I watched a little bit, but it was when it was already at an end when I flipped it on. So I'd like watch it for a couple of minutes. It was like, yeah, this isn't really going to be worth watching. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the uh, Nuggets and Warriors. Warriors lead one to zero. Uh, Warriors won game one by 16 points, and Steph only played 22 minutes and did not start. Um, so I just kind of think that as the series goes on, if Steph sees more minutes, uh, the Nugs might be in trouble. The, the Nuggets just don't have the depth. I mean, they have Jokic, and that's about it. I mean, Wilbard had a pretty decent game, too, and they still didn't. That's about all they got anything from was Bart and Jokic. Yeah. I mean, Morris had 10, but that's it for double figures. You had three people. Oh, I guess Bones Highland off the bench had 10 points as well. A great name. I love the name Bones. Maybe I should name my kid Bones. You think Rachel would go for that? Bones, Martin, Gale, Parlays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Timberwolves, Grizzlies. So, Tyler, Timberwolves came out swinging game one, beat the Grizz in Memphis. Yeah, wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, I don't think anyone was. I, I thought they would cover the seven. I definitely didn't see them coming out and winning like they did. But I did, I did say uh, last episode that I believe this series goes seven. Um, certainly a good start uh, to go seven, unless the Timberwolves just somehow come out and just dog walk the Grizzlies again. But I don't see it. I think this game, do, this series, does end up going seven. But uh, game two is tomorrow night. So it's really weird. I I looked at the playoff schedule and we had four games Saturday, four games Sunday, and then every game every day this week there's three games going during the week. So I don't know how they chose, like, which team gets the extra day of rest or this, that, or the other. But I certainly found it interesting that uh, instead of having four games each night, they have three games each night. Maybe they're time just... slots do they do? Is there some overlap? Ooh, time. See, I, I didn't think about the time slots. Maybe that's why they did it the way they did it. Uh, 7.30, 8.30, and 10 tonight. So maybe that... that makes sense. I feel like I feel like it'd be tough to squeeze four in. Back. Tyler's back. Yeah, yeah. Getting four in might be rough. So maybe maybe they actually planned it pretty well. Maybe I'm just being stupid. I mean, I want to go back just a little bit before I lost connection there. Uh, Minnesota basically, their toll as a team was fifty forty ninety in that game. 50% from the field, uh, 40% from three, and 90% from free throw line. Gotcha. Because they, let's see, because they were, let's see what it was, they were 
exactly 50 from the field, 39.0% from three, and 88.9% from free throw. I don't see that being sustainable as a team. So That is certainly tough. But yeah, uh, that's a tough what, what, What's the line we're looking at for the next game? Uh, Grizzlies are seven-point favorites again. So that's that's what the line opened up, or I think that's what the line was for game one. So I guess they think that they kind of agree with Tyler where they don't see it sustainable for the Timberwolves to do that again. Um, I mean, I'm be worth the look though. Taking the Timberwolves. I mean, the points on that, yeah, seven. Seven's a lot, especially for a playoff series, and especially for a team that just won by the way they did in Game One. Yeah. So I'm with you there. I I, I do think that plus seven looks like a good uh, good number. Thirteen point win, right? That's uh, a twenty point swing between games. Yeah, that's it's hefty. I mean, you might be able to think take that early. It might drop closer we get towards the game. I agree. That that might be one where you might want to jump on tonight. Um, then we have the Heat versus the Hawks. Uh, I watched the last part of this game. Uh, the Heat were just dominating the Hawks from start to finish. Uh, Trey Young only scored eight points. Um, the Hawks team lives and dies with Trey Young, as we all know. And I know if Connor, our boy, the guy of guys, was still around, he would be ecstatic because he thinks Trey Young is a big old baby. And so, uh, but then we have to talk about Duncan Robinson, Tyler. We we mentioned Duncan in the last last episode. Uh, off the bench last night or yesterday, he went eight from nine from three and had twenty seven points. Playoff Duncan Robinson. I mean, he was he was literally hitting everything. Even if there was defense like hand in his face, anything, it didn't matter. He was like automatic. So he missed one shot all game. So yeah. So what are you gonna do? We we kind of called it, but uh, look look for him to have a good series. I think. I mean, I like. I mean, he came out biggest you know biggest stage of the year at least, and goes nine of ten from you know from the field, ten shots, one miss, and nine of those were three pointers. Yeah, and I even saw him hit a four point play where the dude. I mean, to be honest, the dude didn't really touch him all that much, but. I mean, he hit the three, nothing but net, and one, and then it was just like, oh, my God, he, he can't miss. Yeah, it's a tough one. Tough yeah. Bridge. Not what you want to see when your best player puts up eight points in a game. Yeah, certainly. The 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 flame on the Hawks might have finally uh, been extinguished. But... In last year, uh, I think people are still kind of leaning into that run they went last year. Ooh. I don't. I don't know. I have. I have honestly no idea what, who that is. So we'll we'll see when if they announce their presence. Someone just joined. Someone did join. They, Someone with a model just joined. The 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 gray faceless blob that. Whoever just joined, would you please introduce yourself? Reveal yourself. <laughs> this is MLB correspondent. Oh. Rank, welcome in. We'll start late. Did we lose him already? 
Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to give you guys MLB picks for the night. Um, but don't let me interrupt. Okay, so we're we're talking NBA real quick, Rank. We're almost uh, through with it. And then once we get through the uh, NBA stuff, we'll let you hit us with the MLB numbers. Sounds good. I'll, I'll just be a fly on the wall. <laughs> So uh, now we have Celtics-Nets, and uh, the Celtics won on a last-second layup from Jason Tatum. And, Tyler, I have to ask you, have you recovered from your experience after watching that game last night? Lots of ups and downs there in that game. Yes. Trying to give me a heart attack, I think. But, I mean, love to see it end that way. Just I feel like a game like that's even more crushing for the Nets. Yes. And... I mean, right in Kyrie's face, too. Lots of bad blood between the two teams. Or basically the Celtics and Kyrie, not really the two teams. So So seeing him get the last bucket scored on him right in his face was very nice. What a play by Marcus Smart there, though. To to make the pass there, he had like a wide-open shot, but he knew, he's like, I got to get the ball to Tatum. And there was like maybe less than two seconds left on the clock. I mean... I think everyone expected Marcus Smart to shoot because he, I mean, he is not a great shooter, but he loves to shoot the ball. Like, yeah. So to see him show a little maturity, a little, you know, basketball IQ there to find Tatum, you know, pass the ball, I loved it. Great. It was great to see. I don't expect him to make that play the next game. I think next game he's going to pull up if he gets that look. Yeah, but you got to hope, too, that next game it's not that close at the end of the game. I mean, the Celtics had a 10-point lead at the end of the third, and then they let them, let the Nets come all the way back to take, like, a five-point lead, and they had to fight their way back to win. And I mean, i got to say I might be a little scared for this series because Durant did not have a great game, and it still came down to a last-second shot. Yeah, yeah. It'll certainly I be just, interesting. I just want to say, as someone who doesn't follow the NBA, I'm absolutely juiced for how good this first round matchup is as long as the NBA playoffs are. I was kind of talking to Rank about this uh, this weekend. I, I really don't follow the playoffs until kind of the conference finals and the finals, but I think this is such a unique first round matchup because the Nets has a seven seed, you know, they're not really a seven seed. Um, I think this is this might be the best playoff matchup we get throughout the entire couple of months that are the NBA playoffs. So I'm juiced for a couple of reasons. Also, they're both East Coast teams. So for us over here in Indianapolis, you know, these are games that are going to end before I go to bed, and I'm kind of a grown-up now, so I'm not going to be up late for the West Coast games. So I'm excited to watch some of these games, and hopefully we get a great first-round matchup. Looks like we're going to. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the double middle fingers, you know, the the suck-my-dick bitch comment from Kyrie, <laughs> that's only good for or for basketball. And um, I, I don't think you'll you'll hear anybody in their right mind say that they're turned away from those sort of antics. No. Absolutely not. It's just really going to make it hard for the, you know, the media to make the whole, like, poor Kyrie. He's being picked on by Boston fans when he's doing that stuff right back. Right. Now. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... I mean, it probably doesn't help him out that he's doing that. I mean, I think that just eggs the Boston fans on more that he was getting mad at. They yeah. Love, they love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to pour it on even more in the next game. Exactly. Tyler, Tyler, did you watch the newest episode of Winning Time? 
I did not. I was going to watch it today. It was it was by far the best one, kind of the episode I've been waiting for. Shows a lot of basketball, and actually the Lakers travel to Boston, and you kind of – the big plot point of the series is that, like, Boston fans are relentless, and it was, like – it was just perfect timing of, like, that game and that episode and, like, Kyrie being a villain. It was – it was beautiful. So I got to get your take on that episode after you watched it. It was by far the best one. And I thought it was fitting uh, with the way Kyrie acted and the way the Boston fans responded. All right. I'll, I'll, once I watch it, I'll be sure to hit you up in the group text. Absolutely. All right. Then we have the uh, Bucks versus the Bulls. Bucks have the lead one to zero. Uh, didn't watch any of this game, but I don't think this game was ever like super close or in danger. The Bucks actually losing. But the Bulls did cover the spread, so I did cash in on that. Ten, ten seemed like a lot of points, even for this Bucks team versus a struggling Bulls team. D- did you watch that at all, Tyler? I don't. No, but I mean, I was kind of checking scores, and like the Bucks were blowing them out for a little bit. And then yeah. Kind of came back, and what was that? The third quarter they came back. Yeah. Yeah, third quarter they came back. Um, I just don't think the Bulls have the firepower to match up with the Bucks. The Bucks are on a different level this year than the Bulls are injured. It's tough. Yeah. The, the Bulls might be a, a a year or two away. I mean, if they bring everyone back, everyone gets healthy, maybe add a piece or two. But the, the, the Bucks are just too good. Bulls' biggest problem is their highest scoring player is on a different timeline than the rest of the team. So that's yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. Yep, very good point. But uh, Bucks probably run away with that series, I think. I'm with you. Um, and then the final series, the Suns versus the Pelicans. Suns lead 1-0. Tyler, you said the series would be either 4-0, 4-1, and after game one, it's hard to argue with that. You might need to get your brooms out, boys. Yeah, yeah, you might. What's interesting, though, and I, I was doing this when we were looking at tomorrow's uh, Grizzlies-Timberwolves spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, where'd it go? Um, right now, the Suns are 9.5-point favorites, but they won game one by 11. So I'm, we might want to look into that one as well and taking the Suns, because I'm not sure why that spread would have went down that much if the Pelicans you know, lost by 11. My only guess would be Sun shot 50, no, I mean, 53% from the field, but, I mean, their three-point is normal. I don't know. That just seems like they're the better basketball team in that one. I'm not sure why it'd be like that. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to keep our eyes on that one, but that might be another one you might want to jump on early if you're uh, if you're interested in that. All right, boys, anything we want to talk about NBA-wise before we uh, get to our MLB correspondent? Uh, another protester of Timberwolves game. Pretty really? Funny. I missed it. You missed this one? Yeah, well, I don't I don't pay attention to, like, the NBA all, all that much. I mean, I, I see the stuff that's on SportsCenter. I see, you know, the, the box score, but I don't necessarily see, like, all of the, the hijinks, the really? stuff that goes on. Was it as ridiculous as gluing your hand to the hardwood floor with Elmer's glue? She tried to chain herself to the basket. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a pretty good one. 
but like <laughs> I'm going to assume it was a plastic chain. It's <laughs> like it was yellow, and you, I, you know, anytime we go to a game, metal detector, everything. I don't right. see how you're chain through there. Uh, <laughs> pretty funny though. Like she threw the confetti and then ran out there. It's kind of weird. To like as a distraction, like to hide herself. <laughs> Unsure. It seems like it seems like uh I think she threw that to get like the security guard that was under the basket to like go out like towards the court, like to pick up the stuff and then she tried to chain herself in the meantime. Hmm. That's just funny. I guess they're not gonna stop. I don't know why this person is or why these people are dumb enough to pay for like the most expensive tickets there. They're literally just putting money in the people they don't like's wallet. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly interesting. Let me buy these $1,000 tickets. I'll show them. That's right. Just just to prove a point. Right. Doesn't make sense. All righty. Now, transitioning to our surprise guest, our MLB correspondent, Rank. Rank, I don't even know what you're going to talk about. I assume it's your model, but the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to briefly touch on two two plays tonight. Um, I like the Phillies, minus 155, and um, I feel like I'm going to regret it, um, <laughs> considering how poor they've played um, so far this season. But listen, I- I'm going to always, you know, yield to a larger sample size um, as opposed to, you know, nine games or however many they've played this season. Um, Aaron Nola on the mound has been a consistent, you know, near ace for a lot of clubs. Um, I know they're pitching in Colorado, but you can make the same argument for the Phillies batting, batting lineup. I mean, expect a Phillies win. So I got to say, um, and secondly, Braves plus 195 against the Dodgers. People are forgetting that these Braves won the world series last year. I understand Kershaw is pitching off of a, you know, a perfect game his last time out, but um, how repeatable is a perfect game? Unlikely. Um, give me the, give me the, the Braves at 195. Your best comment when you sent these picks were, uh, you said it was laugh out loud funny when I read it. It was like, we know he's not going to play more than seven innings, no matter how well he pitches. So exactly. Possible at the end of the game. You got it. You got it. And and the Braves starter is, is no um he, he's a solid guy as well. I can't remember his name. It just goes to show how Huascar Yanoa. I'm yeah, sure I nailed that. Well anyway, that's all I wanted to say, guys. Um I, I guess my, my parting comment. Did you guys see Jordan Speak's wife holding his baby after he won? <laughs> I did not see that. Yes. Oh my super gosh. Sus. Super sus. CPS super should be sus. called. I mean, that poor baby. Look like LaShawn McCoy carrying the football with one hand. <laughs> I as well avenge LaShawn McCoy. It was it was quite ridiculous. I don't I don't know what was a worse look for the Speed family, him missing that eighteen foot putt or or eighteen inch putt or the baby just being wailed around. With no regard for it, I, I really don't know what was worse. A lot of people claim Jordan Spieth rose from the dead on Easter. So, 
Are you saying he's Jesus Christ? No, I'm just saying he rose again on Easter. Uh, now, Rank, I do have a question about your model. Yeah. So you look at wins above replacement, correct? Correct. And do you look at, like, last season, this season, the career wins against wins above replacement? What what time frame have you been looking at, at least to this point in the season? Solely in-season projection. It's pretty reputable tools, I think. So you, you look at what their projected wins above replacement is for the rest of this season? Okay, that's interesting. So I, I love Fangraphs. I go to Fangraphs for all of my baseball betting needs. It is a free site, so I do recommend it for those that are trying to bet baseball. Um, one of the things I like about Fangraphs is I look at, uh, when I look at starting pitching, is I look at their expected ERA for the rest of the season. So that is another kind of Fangraphs projection that I use when I look at my bets. So I, I 100% uh, agree and can validate that fan graphs and their projections are generally pretty good. No free ads. No free ads, but they're a free site. So maybe free ads, but Hey, Hey Patty, do you know in discord, if you can like share your screen? Yes. Yeah. Okay, sweet. One of these episodes rank and not to force you on the pod or anything, but <laughs> you need, you need to run through your model like you did with me on this on screen because it was absolutely electric to watch. And simply, like, with all the worksheets he has open, it just pulls from all these files with, like, nested formulas. And you put in the starting lineups, you put the pitchers, and it just gives you, like, an edge. And not every game has it, of course, but um, it's really cool. And, like, typing in the lineups and stuff, it's pretty electric. It takes, like, three minutes, and you figure out if uh, you have an edge or not. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, or even if you want to, like, send me the file. I don't know if it's, like, an exclusive file if you're not willing to it send it out. Project. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I understand. I understand. No, that, that'd be that'd be a good time. Hey, guys, I got to run. Appreciate you. Well, thank you for joining us, Rank. It was an electric performance, as always. Uh, hopefully you'll join us again uh, sometime soon. All right. See you guys. Peace. All righty, then. Uh, let's transition now to Dumb Stummy Bets. Um I went two and three on Friday, a couple bad beats. I thought the Cavs were going to hang in there for us, and they just kind of blew it late. Um, I am down 7.98 units, and Diz is down 1.9 units because Diz hasn't had a bet in like a week. I'm still waiting on those shirts. Still waiting on the shirts design. Um, Don't have to outrun the bear. Just have to outrun Patty Parlay's. That's right. TM that shit. Get that trademarked. Yes, sir. Um, all right, Diz. I got a few for tonight. Uh, I know you have a few as well. Um, I will say it, I'm really kind of sad and disappointed. So many of these baseball games tonight are getting postponed because of the god awful weather. Patty, if you you can go ahead and go first. I'm I'm uh, walking into my house unloading some stuff. So you go ahead. Okay, so uh, mine are simple. I think Diz was hoping I'd have a longer uh, reasoning or, you know, explanation behind these. But nonetheless, I have four bets because two of them, I I had six originally, but two of them got postponed. But I have uh, four NRSIs tonight. So for all those that are wondering with the NRSI update, we're not doing an NRSI update anymore. But I am no longer 
Well, I am betting every single NRSI every night in a parlay just for uh, tracking purposes, if you will. But I am going to start to single out my NRSI bets because I'm finally, we're about 10 games in, give or take a few games for every single team. So we're starting to finally get a uh, grasp of the teams that are better in second innings and teams that are not better. So tonight I have four NRSIs that I felt were good good probabilities here. So I got Rays, Cubs, Angels, Astros, Orioles, Athletics, and Braves, Dodgers. Those four games I'm taking the NRSI in. And uh, before we get to Diz's Dumbest Dummy Bets, I have a trivia question for you gentlemen. Oh, hell yeah. There is one team left this season that has not scored a run offensively in the second inning. Do you gentlemen have a guess as to what baseball team has not scored a run in the second inning yet this season? I would simply guess the Cincinnati Reds because we've only scored like 14 runs in nine games. It's embarrassing. That is not correct. Tyler, do you Mm. have a guess? Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates because they also stink. That is a very good guess, but that is also incorrect. The correct answer is the New York Mets. Wow. The Mets are actually one of the top offensive teams in the league this season. However, they have not scored a run in the second inning yet. And that's why that's why this, uh, I don't know if you can call it experiment, but data collecting, running these NRSI dashboards, running these stats is important because most people would take a look at the Mets, see that they're a good offensive team, and then they're like, well, then they probably score a lot in the second inning, but they have yet to score in the second inning, and I think they're 10 games in. So uh, something to uh, keep an eye on. Nice little nugget there, Patty. It's good. It's good trivia, trivia tidbit. So, yeah, we need we need trivia time every podcast, Patty. That was electric. <laughs> I agree. Pressure's on. Hudson will get on that when he hits your degenerate picks. Oh, ouch, ouch, baby, very ouch. I don't think we could bet it on FanDuel, but did any anyone watch or bet on the USFL this weekend? I didn't see a second of it. I I didn't either. No. So I also didn't. I d- I did check on FanDuel, and they did not offer anything for the USFL. Maybe that is something that'll be coming up. Maybe they didn't want to give lines because they didn't know what teams were going to do anything, what teams are good, bad, this, that, or the other. But uh, nonetheless, Diz, uh, do you want to grace us with your dumbest dummy picks for tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Sticking to the script, I'm running Rankle's model, uh, running his picks he gives me. I think it's kind of illegal, kind of an asterisk, but nonetheless. Why? Because you're not doing any of the work for this. You're not doing any research. You're just basically taking whatever rank feeds you, and you're using it as your dumbest dummy bet. Hey, it's part of the slogan of the podcast. But if we did that, we should make them best bets. We shouldn't make them dumbest dummy bets. Well, believe it or not, of these picks he gave, only one falls within the best bet range. So I'm gonna. I I think you should let me slide on this one. Um, I will, I and will, I'm just I'm just giving you crap because I, I'm losing. I will take your feedback, and I will. I will place my own bets as well going forward, but I got to stick to the model. How about a rule from here on out is I can follow Rank's model, but I also have to have a bet of my own. Is that fair? I can go with that. I can can dig that. 
Okay. Starting on Wednesday, because I'm riding rank. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. It's too late now to make that change. All right. So I got Braves money line. Uh, I actually got him at plus 195, so almost two to one value. Um, not great that we're playing Kershaw, but his points make sense, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Billy's money line as well, minus 155. And then Astro's money line against the LA Angels minus 145 on those three and i will say the best part about the model in my opinion is that rankle has been tracking uh the success of it right so you have you know how many units you're returning you know your rate of return at this point we're up 50 percent. so if you bet ten dollars you'd be netting 15 so it's almost uh 50 percent unit return at this point i know that's probably not sustainable but it has been super successful thus far and the the larger the sample size, the better the bets will be. So I'm confident that even though 50% is pretty high and may not be sustainable, I think it will be uh, successful the longer the season goes. So I'm riding with rank tonight. I like it. To be honest, his, his bets tonight were my least favorite bets that he's given us. I'm actually on the opposite side in most of them. But uh, like I said, I follow their model anyways. I'm blindly following him. He actually got me two three-leg parlays on uh, Saturday for his baseball bets. So uh, it's hard to uh, go against our boy right now. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, group best bets time. We went one and one on uh, Friday when it was me and Tyler. Uh, as a group, we are down 4.39 units, so we're still trying to claw our way back up to even or positive. Um, what are we What are we feeling for tonight? I, to be uh, To be frank, I liked all of the favorites in the NBA tonight. So you like all three of those tonight. Yeah, I mean, the, the 76ers, I don't think we'll have any problems with the Raptors without Scotty Barnes and without uh, Gary Trent. Um, Even with the seven and a half. Yeah, the, so the, the spread game one, I think, was four and a half. And that was with Scotty and Gary Trent. Those are both out tonight, and we saw what happened once the once Scotty went out uh, on Saturday. So I, I do like that one. Jazz minus five, I don't know that it's at minus five anymore. It is. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I, I prefer that one, honestly. I honestly I like all three. I, I know we can we usually go with three. Uh do we well Yeah, I mean and then Warriors minus seven versus the Nuggets, but uh I don't know. The, the NHL slate I didn't really like tonight. Uh baseball I didn't feel super great about and like Diz said, all of Rankle's model picks are outside of our recommended range uh diz or tyler do you guys have any qualms any issues with taking all three nba what uh what about uh timberwolves or their underdogs correct oh yeah we can jump we can jump ahead to that one tomorrow for sure so maybe we take uh jazz warriors and timberwolves oh yeah wait we like the timberwolves yeah timberwolves plus seven Oh, plus seven, okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that for plus seven. I thought we were talking like money, money line. line. <laughs> I was, I was like, Ooh, boy. 
was like, I don't think they're hitting what they hit last year. All right, so the, for group plus best seven. bets, we have uh, Timberwolves plus seven tomorrow, Golden State Warriors minus seven tonight versus the Nuggets, and the Utah Jazz minus five versus the Dallas Mavericks. All of those at minus well, – actually, Timberwolves plus seven is at minus 106. Is that actually going to move to plus seven and a half? Are we going to get an additional seven and a half if we wait? We're not waiting, but just something to keep an eye on. Sometimes you, you wonder how some of these things, like how people bet on these things or how they figure things out because you always feel like you're missing out on something. Like an injury or something? Yeah. And bizarre, for sure. But I know at least for the games tonight, there's no unexpected injuries or anything out of out of the normal that was different from the first uh, first set. All right, gentlemen, Hail Mary parlay of the day time. And uh, believe it or not, because of the cancellations of the early MLB games, none of these have happened yet. So, well, a couple of them have got canceled, unfortunately. But uh, we do have the Hail Mary parlay of the day still here and available. And we're just going to assume uh, what the value would be on these uh, if every game is happening. So... I believe we have one of these games is canceled, but we're going to give it to you anyways in case, uh, just for shits and gigs. But uh, 14-legger, gentlemen, what are we thinking value-wise? $1 to win 6000 Okay, Tyler? I'm going to go $1 to win... 2500 Tyler's fairly close. It is $1 to win $1,562.38. I will say we are now getting to the point in the NHL season there's maybe six games left for each team. But the teams that are going to win, you really have to pay the, the value for them on the money line. But nonetheless, we'll start in the MLB. Giants' first five money line versus Mets, that's the one that actually got canceled, so you can't really bet that right now. Uh, Cubs first five plus a half a run versus the Rays Angels first five plus a half a run versus the Astros Rockies first five plus a half versus the Phillies Padres first five minus a half versus the Reds Athletics first five minus a half versus the Orioles and Dodgers first five result versus the Braves in the NBA we have 76ers minus seven and a half versus the Raptors Jazz minus five versus the Mavericks and Warriors minus seven versus the Nuggets and then in the on the ice in the NHL, we have Flames money line versus Blackhawks, Avalanche money line versus Capitals, Golden Knights money line versus the Devils, and Hurricanes money line versus the Coyotes. All right, gentlemen, anything that we need to get off our chest before we uh, call it a Monday? Were we liking the Gilmore signing as Colts fans? Oh yeah, you missed that. We were very excited about that. Yeah, that that was something that happened on Friday. Ah, oh, my bad. Well, I'm I'm excited. Let's uh let's get a receiver or two and I'll be content. Yeah, uh <laughs> it's it's unfortunate we don't have a first round draft pick, but like Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, and who else? So there was another big name wide receiver that's not showing up to offseason workouts until they get a new contract. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. That's that's the one. It, it what's the Colts 
if the Colts had draft picks, maybe we could make a trade for one of those guys. But, uh, you know, here's to wishful thinking, right? Absolutely. You never know. You never know. Give up for next year's burst. I'd do it. But then the problem is that's not a Colts move because then you have to pay the man as well. Yeah. They're not really in the business of that. They like to pay their own, not really go outside and grab someone and pay them a bunch. That is correct. Yes, you are 100% correct. If only but... if only Chris Ballard had the stones that Patty does. <laughs> he would trade away all his picks for the first two years and all his players to just stack up picks later. A played man would pay. That was strategy. But... In my defense, in Madden, usually you can win with bad players. Pat would trot out Scotty Tolzien fairly often as his starting quarterback. Hell yeah, me and Scotty Tolzien were, were the guys. So maybe we don't want Pat as the GM. If, if you could have Chris Ballard's mind with my stones, then I think, uh, I think we might be in business. I think we That's... saw Scott Tolzien in a Colts uniform enough, Pat. <laughs> uh. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening. Please check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, make sure you go to our YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, type in Sports Betting by Dummies in the search bar. We should be the first one up there. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Uh, but thank you all for listening again. We hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week. And we'll see you all on Wednesday. Thank you.